Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. This will be our seventh episode. Last week we went through chapters 16 through 18 of A Court of Thorn and Roses. Today we're going to go through chapters 19 through 21. Um, one, there's a lot to go through today, so apologies in advance. Two, again, we are all about spoilers and cursing, so keep listening at your own risk. Also, uh, happy 4th of July, I guess weekend at this point, since we'll post this Sunday, but whatever. You you get the deal. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Madison, what happened last week? Okay, so last week we uh, saw the aftermath of Farrah's encounter with the Surreal and the Naga and how she's, you know, she's starting to, you know, starting to feel some some nice thoughts about all the fairies and, you know, she's not hating Prithian as much. Okay, you know, she's she's feeling it. Um, but let me just tell you, this slow burn is in full fucking force, guys. I'm telling you, like Tam and Farah, I I need some I need some steamy romantic action because frankly, what's been happening is, you know, they're in the pool of starlight last week and like they're half naked, <laughs> and you're half naked with like a high fade, and you're like, yes. And then they start talking about like serious shit, and I'm like, eh. That's not a serious shit, but like at one point it was about like how did your father lose all your fortune and push you into poverty? I'm like, damn, man. That was really anticlimactic. I was just (laughs) like, um, I'm gonna need some more shit. Like, I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. But let me tell you guys. So I'm gonna preface just like my chapter for real though. If you have not read the other books, stop listening. (laughs) Like, like I mean, I'm about to like blow some serious shit up. In my chapter, so like, let's just reiterate that in mind. This is explicit. (laughs) (laughs) This is from the top. She's read my notes, guys. It's very explicit. (laughs) I mean, I was talking about come last week. I think we're gonna top it this week. So here we go. All right. So to start off with chapter nineteen, I need to throw my friends under a bus for a quick second because I had to do twenty pages. Uh... That is a lot. I mean, that is a lot, but like, just um, it's more for you to just show our listeners just your, your amazing personality, you know, that's it. <laughs> my, my glorious personality. I mean, um, I said amazing, nine, glorious. there may have been crazy. drinking going on beforehand. <laughs> possibly. possibly. <laughs> but anyway, like keep I, going. <laughs> anyway, so I honestly thought a lot of shit kind of like happened in chapter 19 like oh, there's really they're starting to like yeah they're starting to like build up that like i'm thinking back to like my high school english days of the graph of like the the climax oh you know, my talking. god <laughs> we're in the so rising like... action people if yes, anyone's curious in... <laughs> i like couldn't remember the name of that but yes thank you english You're teacher welcome. um so we're in like the rising action parks i think because a lot of stuff happened that we get that kind of sets it all up for, like, the next few chapters. Um, so first off, start off the chapter with Tamlin actually being pretty decent. He cleans the gallery for Fairy. Oh, he has like, it he... cleaned. He didn't clean it. Okay, okay I apologize. <laughs> he told his servants to clean the gallery. Um, and so she realizes, like, Something that she keeps, like, noticing is, like, she goes, it's just so nice and pretty. And she goes, why do you do anything, anything this kind? And, like, that was, like, wow, this is, 
That's so cute. I love that. Well, like, also, kind of, like, he, Madison just said, he, I mean, it's still nice that he had someone clean it. It's not like he cleaned it. And, like, this is something that, like, it's an unused room, basically. And he finally found somebody to appreciate it. So, like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, man, let me set it up and you can look at it. Like, it'll finally get some use. So, it's not even that nice. But she's like, oh, my God. Like, her, sta- her poor standards are, like, quite low. Very low. Well, the thing is, she's, he says, like, I like seeing them used again. Like, she, he likes someone looking at it. And he, I just imagine, so this scene, as he opens the gallery doors, I almost imagine, I gotta go back to my Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like, I almost imagine as, like, Beast opening the library to Belle, and, the, like, the look of awe, the, like, music all of a sudden, like, crescendos at this point. She, like, twirls and... around. Exactly. Oh, the grandeur. Like, yeah, exactly. And she, like, she goes, I barely registered, moving into the long gallery. She goes, one hand mindly wrapped around my neck, which Ooh, I actually realized that is, well, that's, that's a huge foreshadowing, but that's also something that I, like, personally, when I'm engrossed into something, I do that. Like, I didn't realize it until now, but that's, like, a something that you kind of imagine, like, doing. I don't know why, but that was weird. See, to me, um, that makes me think of, like, an old Southern one, like, oh, my gracious. Like the hand. <laughs> Clutch my pearls. Yeah, Clutch my pearls. pearls. There you go. You can tell we live in the South. <laughs> you guys do. We keep telling you to come down here. That's another story. <laughs> it's fine. It's a whole other. I issue. literally, I um, love that though. I mean, like you know, yeah, he had people do it for her, but like, you know, he didn't have to. Like, I don't know. It's cute. Also, it's, like, the perfect, when you do, like, a nice gesture for someone and they have, like, that type of, like, visceral reaction, like, I, there's no better feeling person. Like, when you do something that nice and, like, you get to see, like, the effect it has on somebody else, like, that's, that's A plus right there. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. And so something that she, like, notices, like, something that, she has that painter's eye and she notices how every single piece in the gallery is laid out perfectly how it flows all together how one piece goes into another piece um she goes a a portal into the mind of a creature so unlike me and uh, yet and yet i looked at its work and understood and felt and cared like she is finally fully embracing all of this stuff and she gets this all from the paintings and that is a huge huge turning point work is this i was just about to ask that it honestly it has to be if people i honestly i think about of, of him like going to go buy like pictures and well, stuff and him, like if you th- his but, family like, people yeah. yeah yeah his family like if you think about the old castles and stuff you kind of just acquire tapestries and junk well and like it's almost like the way she describes the gallery it's like an art form in and of itself how they put the paintings yeah. together i always just imagined it was his mom to be honest because like she sounds like she appreciated the rose garden yeah. and things like that so i always just thought maybe it was his mom that like had originally been in charge of it like during her tenure is like highly not yeah. high lady as we weren't, but you know what I mean, like lady yeah. in the house. That's true. I mean, I guess that yeah, that definitely seems about right. Um, but I understand like where she's coming from with the watching it flowing together because I huge dork of me, but I absolutely love the DC Museum down here. Um, the natural hit the National um, Gallery of Art and the way they curate it is like they have certain pictures in certain rooms to like go together. And the fact that she gets so lost in this, that she literally doesn't even realize how long of the day she spent in there was absolutely incredible. How long do you think and she watched her? Um, not long. Cause I feel like he just leaves. Yeah. Oh, I... Because Alice really? comes yeah. in. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's no Reese, man. Let's he's okay. no Reese. See, in my mind, yeah. I pictured him like kind of just like stepping back into like the doorway and watching her for like at least a good 30 minutes or so. Yeah, I no, I don't be think hot. so. I mean Yeah, right? Yeah. But I don't think he does that. No. Okay, well fine. Sorry for being optimistic, guys. Yeah, your optimism yeah. isn't a- appreciated at the moment. Exactly. Not appreciated at all. <laughs> well, fuck me. <laughs> okay, anywho, then she begins to paint. Woohoo! She finally gets into painting, which is um, something that she notes is that... Um, what was it? Where was that? I... I have so much highlighted in this section that I don't even know where is it goes. Is this and when Alice was gone and the room was quiet and waiting and everything was utterly hers? Yes. Because it goes back to the time where she, um, all she wanted to do was when she was back in her cottage with her father, all she wanted to do was yeah. paint. Yeah. And this is literally all she is doing now. But some other things that kind of go into it is that she also starts wandering the Springlands with Tamlin. So, hmm. so I think it's important to note there's like a huge time lapse because she goes weeks pass, the day is melting yeah. together. Like I mean, so we go from she started to paint to weeks passing. Yeah, so this is definitely I probably like a month. This or two. is like her dream. All she wanted to do yeah. was like paint and be left alone, and now she's like, well, weeks have passed, and like I'm pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and she's so excited to go on the tours with Tamlin because she gets to come back with fresh ideas. Um, she actually wants to get out of the mor- bed in the morning in order to draw and to paint. Um, and then something, again, it goes back to Farah starts falling for Tamlin because the days when he's not there, she's worried. <gasps> like, there are points where she's literally pacing because she is so worried about him that she can't even paint. No. Oh. I love oh. it. So, yeah, so she's starting to fall a little bit closer and closer into love with him. So, I just thought I was thought that was something. And then of course we get all that happiness and then of course Moss has to bring us down. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, what she's so good at. She talks about the nightmares that are plaguing her, which Reese, this is 100% Reese because um, plagued by the deaths I'd witnessed, the deaths I caused, oh a horrible pale woman ripping me to shreds, all watched over by a shadow. Oh I never my god! Damn yeah, not, it! Not only that, when she thinks about them, her inner monologue, she remembers the stay with the High Lord, you will be safe. Yeah. So even unconsciously, yeah. she's connecting it with Reese's <laughs> the shadow. Like, oh my god, Moss. Yeah. Like, actually, and like, I was so mind blown because, of course, when you first read this, you just kind of like, ah, eh, whatever, that's something weird. <laughs> now it's incredible foreshadowing. And I was like, this is just And it's incredibly erotic. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. This is a preview of Madison's chapter, you guys. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we go back to her them talking about the happy spring, all this stuff. And she, like, comments she goes the comfortable silence that she feels with tamlin again you don't get that type of silence when you're not comfortable with someone like i feel like before it was always awkward and forced and now it wasn't and now all of a sudden she's like oh like i like this but then again like this chapter within these like let's see one two three four four paragraphs she goes from this from the nightmares back to the happy comfortable silence with tamlin then to spring and then all of a sudden 
She remembers her family. She's so like, like, how do you have all of these emotions within a few minutes of each other, I swear? I just don't understand all of her emotions at once. Because, you know, I am not an emotional uh, person. As, a, <laughs> as Blake and Madison like to uh, point out on a constant basis. Um, so something that she... She's not only mad that she forgot her family. She's mad because, as she says, and Tamlin let me forget them. Like... Tamlin gave her all of this stuff. But I really uh, like Tam's comeback here, though, because he's like, don't feel bad for one moment about what brings you joy. She feels bad because she's fucking happy for the first time. And, like, she doesn't have to deal with her family. Yeah, I mean, like, and the funny thing is, is that she's not honestly, like, if you go down a little bit farther, she is not mad more about her, like, forgetting them. Yeah, she's mad about that in the beginning. But then she finally realizes that her family did nothing for yeah. her. Yeah. Like, she literally realizes that, yeah, she misses her family. She realizes that she's never going to see Elaine again. All of this stuff. Like, she even, like, the I, like, there was some, oh, what is that called? Madison, I need some help here. Where she picks the flower, like, the rose off of one of his branches. And I always feel like that's, like, the idea for her family. Because she picks it up. She, like, starts cutting herself on the... Uh, thorns as she's talking about it and like ripping your skin and all this stuff what, and manifest, then, manifesting her anger no no no, no. no it's, there's it's like a, a, literary a, it's a literary term I'm... there's a literary term for that and i can't um, it'll come to me i also really yeah appreciate... i'm sure in the Sorry, i was gonna say i really appreciate tamlin though when he's like if it grieves you then i don't think it's absurd at all like that's the opposite of gaslighting he's so making like... her feelings validated yeah like, I mean, it, like, he's he's actually being, like, a decent person in here. And he just sits and listens. He goes, as, like, Farah constantly talks about, she goes, all those years, what I did for them, and didn't, they didn't try to stop you from taking me. Like, she goes, I don't know what I expected them to do, why I believed that the Puka's illusion was real that night. Like, she's finally realizing, dumping all this out onto Tamlin, being like, my family actually was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, and again, all the while she is cutting herself with this, with this rose. And what Tamlin does is he goes, if it grieves you and that I don't think it's absurd at all. And she goes, why? And all he does in answer is he takes her, his hand, her hands. Um, and she, and he actually, he kisses my palm as if there, there, that was answer oh. enough. Like, he's actually being so sweet at this point. And he goes, um, and as when he withdrew, my blood shone on his mouth. I glanced at my hands, which he still held, and found the wounds that were gone. Like, so he cleaned up her wounds and everything. But the next thing he does is he actually takes the rose that she had plucked, um, and he put it behind her ear. And he goes, I don't know how it had had gotten into his hands or where the thorns had gone. So it was almost like she used magic. He took away. Yeah. To make it beautiful. Exactly. Which is why I think, um, what is, this literary term is going to kill me. Um, But it's kind of like, oh, like she picked the flower. She has all these thorns, has all these issues. And then all of a sudden Tamlin makes it better and like gives it back to her. And he's like, all right. All these issues are gone now. Like, you don't have to worry about them anymore. I don't know if he's saying you don't, they're gone or you don't have to worry. More like, you're okay. It's okay to be upset about them. Don't yeah, it's, let them yeah. You. 
But also for the slow burn fans, where she's like, Farrah's like, I'm sorry, who the fuck is a slow burn fan? <laughs> what the hell? All right, Madison will have words oh. for you on that one. When he's kissing her hand, she's like, kissed it carefully in a way that made heat begin pounding in my core between <laughs> my legs. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a little hand kiss there. She a little wet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> But then she goes, she asks me, she goes, why do you do any of this? And I feel like this is kind of belittling, but I don't know. Taylor responds, because your human joy fascinates me. The way you experience things in your lifetime so wildly and deeply and all at once is entrancing. And I guess I understand as a fae, like they literally live on forever and they don't care. But no, no. this is, I was like... I was like, no, nah, this is literally, this is a little belittling. On Honestly, part. not only belittling, but like, even when I first read that, I was just like, that's cheesy AF. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Oh, so cheesy. And she, I mean, she falls for it. Like, and then she kisses him on the <gasps> cheek. I mean, she, he kisses her on the cheek. So, like, soft and warm and heartbreakingly gentle. It was hardly more than a caress before you straightened. I hadn't moved from this moment, from the moment his mouth had met my skin. And I was just like, God, oh. I just want to lick him. Yeah. And then, so, and then the next few, next paragraph, he goes, she goes, he left me. And I took a gasping breath, not realizing I'd been holding it, not realizing that I craved his warmth, oh. his nearness until he was gone. Like, this is 100%. She is falling hard for him. Like, she's falling hard enough that that was her focus when like right before he left he like mentioned like there will be a day for answers and everything exactly like, literally everything out of her right mind. and that's what she's all about we see we saw her capture the surreal and everything trying to get answers and he basically admits like i'll tell you eventually like in when it's safe blah blah and she's that doesn't even like she doesn't even comprehend yeah. that she's like mm. yeah and i think so this is a very very me part oh this is so caitlin it's absurd (laughs) she at moss describes lingering mortification over what i had admitted what had changed between us had me sulking out of the manor after breakfast fleeing for the sanctuary of the woods for some fresh air and to study the light and color because emotions are just too much what a, they're too much and you don't want to admit she's them. mortified and she didn't even admit it to anyone except herself like that's how bad it is i literally was like yes this is something exactly what i would i don't do. relate to that at all i literally circled it and put caitlin <laughs> i actually wrote in my book i was like this is me oh my god so she realized that Tamlin is going to follow her, um, and so she creates. A okay, wait. Of course, let's this talk. Is adorable. I one. I love it. I love it. But like, it's just like it's so her because, like, of course she's got to she's yeah. got to capture something. You can't go out into the spring court without capturing someone. So she has to capture him. <laughs> and like the funny thing is, like, I love this part. He goes. Um, he smiled lazily at me as I approached. He goes, cruel Okay, human. wait. Let's talk about this. Doesn't Reese call her a cruel, beautiful thing? Yes. yes. See, yes. I Which think that's... much better than cruel human. Yes, but I yes. still think it's, like, too similar. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. That's... Too similar. But anyway, go on. And she goes, that's what you get for stalking. Oh. Um, and then something that she, like, does is she... 
literally touches uh-huh. his hair. Like, and as she runs his fingers through her hair, gently, carefully, he purrs. Oh my the god, sound that's rumbling so through sexy. My fingers. I know. The sound rumbling through my fingers, arms, legs, and core. And I wondered how, it would sa- how that sound would feel if you were fully uh-huh. pressed up against me. Skin to skin. I was like, oh. Like, the way that Moss describes this, I want to touch her, his hair. And something that she says, he goes, but he leaned his head toward me, a silent invitation. And I ran my fingers through his hair, gently, carefully. Like, oh. Like, she's definitely getting more and more into this. And then something he goes, he purred, the sound rubbling through my fingers, arms, legs, and core. Uh-huh. I wondered how that, would sa- how that sound would feel if you were fully pressed up against me, skin to skin. I stepped back. I was oh. like, oh. Like, Why? <laughs> you, you literally feel that and you step back? Why? I'm literally, like, biting my fist right now because I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, honestly, I think that if that were any of us, we probably would have jumped in right then oh, and there. I would have, like, like, All right. down. Like, I would have gone psycho trying yeah. to cut him down just to be like, get down, get down, get down. I think I just would have yeah. stripped. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you could always do, like, the full-on, like, <laughs> Spider-Man kiss, too, as well. Oh, I love that! <laughs> oh. So many good options, but stepping back was not one of them. No, yeah. Yeah, no, not in the slightest. It wasn't even, like, and, above, like, so then... like, choose all of the above. Like, it wasn't even listed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then something he does is goes, he goes feeling better today. And of course she mumbles something, which again, that's something very similar to what I would do. No real response. (laughs) Just act like it didn't happen yesterday. Sounds like a good, sounds like a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh my gosh, he gives, then he gives her a poem. Oh my God. And I do have to admit there are five poems here, but this first one. This is Tam. (laughs) I honestly, I think I almost threw it. This off. is so Tam. <clears throat> and by that, uh, I'm going to clear my throat. throat. Yeah, I just mean like <laughs> underdeveloped. Please read us the poem, Caitlin. The poem. <clears throat> there once was a lady most beautiful, spirited if a little unusual. Her friends were a few. But how the men did cue, but to all she gave a refusal. Like, literally, Beautiful round of applause. What? Like, I literally, like, all I can think about is, like, Reese's comments on, on like, how, she, how he learned to, like, write. She learned to write, and all of his little things are absolutely incredible. And then we get this stupid one. Granted, granted, he does get dirtier. Which, Which I wish I, I could have read those poems. Like, I want to read the dirty ones. What the hell is this? Exactly. Like, I don't want these, like, this little stupid. This was something, like, you would write in, like, elementary school because your teacher told you to. Like, I don't know. But granted, he uh, did say final word in the second and fourth lines of each poem. He uh, used the words that she didn't know. kind of cute. So she could understand them. And... Of course, when she sees him again, she'll be able to read it. But, again, this is literally the dumbest poem in the entire world. <laughs> like, I think if that were me, I literally would have been like, no, we're I not just, doing this. Goodbye. I just imagine Tam was sitting at his little desk. Like, claws keep coming out because he's frustrated trying to write it. And then he goes, fuck, man, you gotta do better. Do better, man. What the 
I love that I she mean, laughs, though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but also, like, something he also said is that they get dirtier because he didn't want to uh, lose because that's what they did in the war camps. Oh, the dirtiest limericks? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, so, that's hilarious. It is. And he's like, I didn't want to lose. I'm like, all right, that's understandable. Well, and I'm like, that made me think of, like, when I was in the National Guard and, like, at basic and shit like that. Like, the some of the chants, like, you hear some, like, you people, like, know them. But then there's, like, others, like, if you're out at, like, 3 a.m. having a march or some shit. Like, some of those march chants, that's what it reminded me of. Because some of them, as a woman, I was like, really, guys? Come on. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Well, the next few paragraphs or pages and garbage, whatever, talks about the mate. Oh, I want it! (laughs) I love this because it's like, hi, Faye, mostly married, but if they're blessed, they'll find their mate. They're equal, they're match in every way. Oh, man. I love that. I love that bond. I love the mating bond. I literally wrote in my notes, which Madison loves, I roll. <laughs> I roll. So they, we actually get a lot of detail about his family, though. And we pretty much find out, he goes, was bad as Lucian's, pretty much worse. His family kept a lot of slaves. His brothers were upset that they had to give those up when the treaty was signed. Um, and he, then she, like, kind of talks about how... Um, what was it she asked him about his mother yeah and this is where we get the idea that her mother was like this i almost feel like it was kind of like reese's mother where you know how like reese's father but they weren't necessarily good for each other yeah yes yeah, like they were mates, but he, his father was pretty much a bastard. Did anybody, even though she was, when you first read that though, like about this mating bond, like when you first read it, like oh the mating bond, you're like oh my god, and then when you find out, like it can actually be like not detrimental, but like not make the greatest matches. Like I was, I when I first read that, I was super surprised. I was like oh well, that's that's odd. Like sounds like it should be good. Like I don't know, it threw it threw me off that there can be like bad. Mates. Yeah, you know I'm. But, I mean, they still loved each other, yeah, though. Yeah, but, like... Like, she loves my father deeply, like, too deeply. And, like... Okay. He goes, even if she saw what a tyrant he was, she wouldn't say an ill word against him, which is honestly so similar to Reese. Like, that is very, like... Yeah. Exactly similar, because the description of his parents' mating bond is very similar to that. Um, Question. But we kind of... Sorry. Do we know... Are Lucian's parents... Well, I guess his quote-unquote parents... Are they mates do we ever find out if they're mates i don't think so okay i was just curious i don't know because it sounds like i, don't th- I honestly probably... don't think so well no she can't be the mate of helium because they always say the mate bond trumps everything so i guess they would have had to like give her up like what's his face would've... yeah i don't know see i no, think i'd be just... so mad if they're i would be so mad if there were like mates in the world and like i didn't find mine i think i'd right? hold off i think i'd hold off yeah. Or like the couples that they mentioned where they stay together forever and like hoping that it like snaps into place. I'm like, how long do you have to wait? Like, what's the standard? Like, two years, five years, 10 years? Like, I yeah. mean, they are high phase, so they live a really long time, obviously, but like. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Anywho, so we find out that he pretty much grew up in the war band. 
Um, and he goes, at an early age, the fighting and killing were the only things I knew I was good at. Mm. And, like, he pretty much says that his family was killed by uh, the high lord of an enemy court. So this is Reese, right? Yep. Yeah. Yet so much yeah. bullshit. They uh, my mother. It. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, he conveniently. Yeah, they definitely out. started it. Well, he says that. Um, he mourned his mother, of course, but then he literally couldn't care less about his father and brothers, which I understand. But for the issue that kind of comes up, which is why we kind of go back to the fact that Blake mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes, um, he is all, he is a half wild beast. Um, he's literally like, that's all he knew. He didn't understand. He even admits that he didn't understand the courting how to act as a high lord how to present yourself he all he knew was how to be in a war band and sen he go um and she and pharaoh of course defends him and goes then they're idiots you've kept the lands protected from the blight when it seems that others have haven't fared well they're idiots uh, and so she's she like know? oh how little yeah how little does she know oh. um but then so then she notices that something like switches in his eyes eyes and he literally shoves her off the path and makes her hide. Well, sorry. I forgot. They talk about the Kel- Cal and May. Yeah, that face. Cal and May. <laughs> Cal and May. Cal and May. I, I just yeah, saw whatever. hesitate and I was like. I saw the word. I was about to say calamari. At one point. <laughs> anyway. Cal and May. All the same we're thing. so ready. We're so ready. We'll discuss more of that in the next chapter. We will. Or two. two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, he talks about just how to be safe um, and how not to like come out. Um, Just warns him. She'll see a lot of fairies during this time, but she really should not come out. Um, And then this is the part where we kind of he throws like hides her in the woods and tells her not stay hidden and no matter what you overhear, don't come out. So. I, for some reason, when I first read this, I had to, I thought it was Reese. Um, but, like, she heard a disembodied voice reply. You know, I find it interesting, though, because, like, Lucian's all like, I mean, do you know what day it is? And Tamla goes, I know what day it is. So, clearly, he wanted her to be there for this. Oh, yeah. yeah this was him, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, he knew that this this possibly would have happened. And it's kind and of so, funny that the, the, her creature is the one that gives her another hint, like, mentions it again. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay. So, they're going back and forth. Um, so, she they talk about her, again, no real mention, and then talks about, like, the dropping, like, the creatures onto his land and all that stuff. And then something, like, that he says as the Atcher leaves, though you have a heart of stone, Tamlin. Like, I actually have that highlighted cross under, like... I was like, I didn't even realize this was a huge hint. I always thought it was a metaphor. Yeah, because like, that's that word. Metaphor. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Dear Lord, we couldn't think of the word oh, metaphor. Lord. We have a lawyer, a teacher, and communications major all together and literally <laughs> we couldn't Christ remember the word people. metaphor. I move on. on. <sighs> but like, and this is the second time we hear like a hint about his yeah. heart and again it both times Tamlin was not the one to say it but he just happened to like kind of have the foresight to be like I need her to listen to this yeah damn and like would you be like 
I don't know. Would you guys think like in the future, would you remember this statement and think about it and actually use it? Or would you just be like, I would just think of it as a metaphor. I don't know. know. But I think I might probably like, I would recall it just because I would think back to any time something like creepy to do with her happened. And the fact that Tamlin like says, no matter what you overhear, don't come out. So like he even kind of like draws her attention to like, Hey, you're going to hear some shit. Yeah. I'd like to think I would, but maybe I'm just think like I'm trying to think I'm way more cunning than yeah. I am. Like to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Cameron kind of again mentions Reese, um, not like directly, but he goes, "There are certain fairies in Preanth who inspire the legends that you humans are so afraid of. Some like that one are myth-given flesh. <clears throat> like, yeah." And I didn't realize, like I, I will get into this in Madison's chapter, but I didn't realize she actually drew him. So you get a better idea of what it looked like. And then after that, they're done. Oh, Blake, here we go. I know. My chapter ends on such a high note, but it begins on such a low note of her, like, processing the atrocious, like, disgusting, terrifying, like, a tour. And I'm like, oh, girl, don't worry. Don't worry. You're going to do better. It'll be better. And she actually is, like, painting it. So we find out that it's, like, a tall, skeletally thin gray creature with bat ears and like giant wings and now as we know we become fans of big wings fans trust me we we do but not these not these <laughs> not these not a tall skeletally thin gray creature and like the i thought of a this is gonna be weird i can't remember his name i thought of a giant the little bat guy from anastasia oh, oh my god yes what is his name but bigger what? oh um oh Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do this to me. <laughs> oh, my God. This cannot be another example of metaphor, guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, oh, Bartok. Bartok. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. It's because I just watched that movie a couple weeks ago for the first time in a couple years. And, like, as oh, soon I as I remember. That. It's on HBO. Is that where you watched? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, we go anyways, on. Anyways, guys, anyways, guys. So, like, as soon as I read that, that's what came to mind, and I was like, wait, no, he's, like, adorable. Like, no, nah, come on. And then my mind started spiraling of, like, turning him into, like, a creeper and, like, a giant, and I was like, I need, I need more coffee or sleep or both. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. And so, like I said, that's how this chapter starts. She's, like, and again, we see that she's painting it because that's how she processes things, is she paints them. It's, like, a, a reoccurring theme. And so it is the day of fire night, as some might call Callan May or Callan Mai. Calamari. Yeah, Calamari, honestly. That's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> the rest of my chapter, it's Calamari, so prepare yourselves. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny. She mentions that she hasn't seen Tamlin or Lucian all day. And okay, they've known her for at least a couple months now, right? They know she's like, you know, mischievous, doesn't really listen. You would think. I know they had a lot to prepare for, but you would think one of them would have at least checked in with her during the day to, like, uh, reiterate, like, stay the fuck inside. Like, just, true. Just, please just stay inside. So she doesn't... No, I don't think that'll work. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, <sighs> true. even if they had told her, she probably would have wanted to go out more. But, so she's told to stay inside, and, um, you know, it's Feyre, so she's not gonna stay inside. And what I thought was interesting was she's, like, standing to the door, by the doors to the garden, She's overlooking, she sees, like, the the fires are being lit, and, like, 
uh, if she can like hear people and she knows she's like sitting there stewing like I wasn't invited it's a party I wasn't invited to and honestly I think she kind of thought they just like didn't she was like oh nothing like this happened matters they actually don't like me you know what I mean like I think she yes. genuinely felt left out which kind of points again to she wants to be a part of it all but then like the jump the drums are like beating faster and louder and like she can she can smell the metal um tang of magic and she like even takes a step and then she stops. She's like, no, no, I should be good. Like, I won't do it. I won't do it. And I just want to say this. I miss this. There was a string, a string tied to my <laughs> gut that pulled me towards those hills, commanding me to go to hear the fairy drums. Yes! Guys, it was the fucking Drum- mating bond. The mating bond! Yes! It calls to her. I love it. How many times in the like the the next books do we hear that like her and like Reese have they literally can like tug on the connection like the fucking string? I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. I read the, the first time I read it, obviously didn't catch on. Second time, I was like, oh, like okay, it's like she really is meant to meet Reese. And then this time, like when I actually like sat and like prepared for my chapter, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, damn. And like. So she's standing there in the thresh, like in the doorway, and of course this is when Tam appears. I'm like, no, get out! Mating bond. But I have to admit, his outfit sounds lovely. He's literally just oh, it sounds it sounds delicious. Right? He's literally just wearing the baldric with his sword and bow and arrows, and like she even mm. says, like warrior incarnate. I was like, dear lord, like yes. I'm imagining like his hair is like you know like maybe half up, half down, like braids around, and then like trailing down. Like mm. no, that's gross. I I can picture it however I want, bitch. And so she, like, kind of has a, like, this poor guy, like, he really, like, needs to go. Like, it's literally calling him, but he still, like, takes the time to, like, try to talk to her to be, like, stay the fuck inside. And he even says, he's like, it's Calamari. I have to go. And she's like, Calamari? What the fuck? Calamari. Calamari. I'm I'm calling it Calamari the rest of my Uh, life. And then she's like, (laughs) He's like, I have to go. And she's like, to do what? And he's like, as High Lord, I have to partake in the great right. And she's like, what's the great? And he's like, would you just go to your fucking room? And then she's like. He's horny as hell. Oh, God, yeah. He's super fucking horny. He's got a hard on for her, man. So he's like, get the fuck away before I pounce. Seriously, though. But then Feyre in her mind's like, man, it had to be brutal and violent, especially if Tamlin's beast form wasn't weapon enough. What is this great right? And I'm like, see intense brutal i mean brutal maybe like brutal and violent there's like lines and you have to be like you know safe space safe word but that's all if that's what you're for that's what you're for but like intense definitely (laughs) i'm like to be fair like the great right what it actually is you know fucking could fit that description in a way you know and like obviously his beast form wouldn't have been good you know so i'm just saying it could have fit but whatever so he his canines begin to lengthen like oh. <laughs> all of this like and he's like she, and then she's like are you going into battle and i was like i mean if it's like a battle you might like yeah. i mean if it's like a good hard fuck sure yeah right and then again, <laughs> he literally just looks at her and like his his muscles are trembling and like the faster and stronger the oh. drums beat she can literally see like his back muscles quiver his like his eyes are dark mm. and everything and i'm just like girl you need to go back to dude the that's a horny ass man right there right I'm like, dude. And I also, as part of me, was Yummy. like, I not read that mood. Like, come on. 
But either way, she... And he well, was- I can guarantee you Isaac Hale wasn't quivering with sexual tension right before a fuck, so... Everyone take note that Madison was just the one to bring in Isaac Hale. I'm just saying! You yeah. said, why doesn't she notice? I think, I think she notices because she's never experienced before! Okay, alright. Just remember that you did it. Anyway, I'm right. Let's go on. Either way, so once again, one final plea before he literally just, like, bounds down the stairs and, like, takes off like a bat out of hell. And he's like, please stay in your chamber. And, of course, like, she's sitting there and she's like, I did as he commanded and I locked myself in my room. But she locked herself in without realizing that she had forgotten to eat dinner, which I think is Yeah, but why doesn't anybody, why doesn't anybody bring her food? That is a real question. If she's supposed to be locked. No, okay, but here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. God, I can't stand the calamari business. But anyway, here's the thing. Literally, it doesn't matter that she didn't eat because Reese is tugging on that bond so fucking hard. He's like, go, go see. Is he's not even meaning to probably. He's just so excited for the chance to see her that it's like, you know what I mean? Like manifesting in like a tug, which is adorable. So she's like, okay, okay, okay. She keeps sitting there and she's like, she keeps hearing Tam say, stay in your chamber. But then a wild, wicked voice keeps saying, go, go see. Oh, uh, like, wild and oh. wicked. That's sexy right, as hell. Right? Oh, that's Reese. So that's Reese. sexy. Oh, yeah. That's Reese. So we finally get a glimpse at, she finally, of course, it's, it's fair. She leaves. And it, I like to say, at least she put, like, brought knives and she also, like, wore a hood. So she at least was, like, not totally reckless where she's like, I should probably, you know, like, try to, like, arm myself and go a little incognito but i mean it's still pretty reckless because i'm like they're fairies they can smell you but whatever um so she goes to the stable steals a horse obviously and goes down into the hills where all the uh fire bonfires are and she's arrived at. but i love how she's like honestly like smoke and magic hung thick in the air like i can picture that like Like, i mean i can even smell that right that's a vibe like i can literally smell that Somebody do a books in a candle and we'll buy them all. Oh my god, is there a books in a candle of that? There has to. Okay, listeners, if you know someone or an Etsy shop or anything that does a, okay, I'll say it right, Calum May, Calum May, whatever. Thank you. Festival No, candle. it's May, I think. I did okay. look it up. Okay, Calum May, uh, please shoot that link to us because now we need it. And I say again, we yes. need it. Oh, I, I definitely need fucking it. need it. Yeah, we need it. Uh, so- I need it, and I need it to be here before any sex scene. So hit me up soon. <laughs> all right, all right. So if you do rush shipping, please let us know. Um, so she comes up on Calamari, and there's hundreds of high fey and fairies. But, and I thought this was brilliant, because I wouldn't have even notice this. Pro- I probably wouldn't have noticed this inconsistency. Because of the glamour that Tam had, where, like, she couldn't see all the other fairies in the court. I'm sure there were just so many here that his power couldn't help it, that she can still see their outlines, but she can never actually see them. Like, when she looks at them, she can't see them properly. So, that's, like, pretty powerful glamour that Tam had still, if he could still at least, like, hide their faces. So, I thought that was interesting. So, she's kind of walking around, and she's looking at everybody. There's, like, clusters of drummers. People are um, just kind of, like, hanging out. They, they're just talking. There's, like, hundreds of high fae and all kinds of other, like, lesser fairies. And so as she's exploring, this is disgusting to me. She notices the cave mouth and she's like, oh, I wonder what that is. And they've like lined it with flowers and lights and everything like that. And I'm just, and she, the way they describe it, literally, like, I know that everybody lines it. So they have to walk through everyone to get to the cave, which in and of itself is just odd. Creepy. Yeah. But like the way she talked about how you can kind of see like the room and like what was in the cave. Do they like 
stand at the entrance while they fuck, and then once they're done, everybody else is, like, free to go frolic and fuck? So, okay, so I kind of got the vibe that literally, like, they fuck, you know, and, like, orgasm equals magic released, right? And I think it's, like, I think it's, like, a feeling, like, the magic is released into the air, like, wind blown, like, we had our orgasm, now you can go fuck, too. Okay, okay, I I can handle that, okay, okay. So, I don't know. That's where I was she, at. She, like, starts looking around and realizes it's, like, pretty cool and everything, and she gets mad because she's, like, why wasn't I invited? She doesn't get the... But she's still not grasping, like, what the celebration actually is. Yeah. So, like, to her credit, she genuinely just feels like they just were, like, fuck you, you're a human, like, why would we want you here? They, they probably should have. Yeah, they, yeah, really they probably should have. They really should have. I don't understand. Especially because, like, I understand to the certain degree she should have realized with that many, like, high fae and fairies there and, like... Tam as High Lord had some type of responsibility with the Great Right. She should have known that, like, at any point she was in danger because not all fairies would know that she was under his protection, you know? And uh-huh. sure enough, she gets grabbed by these three little fuckers, like, little fairies, but they're, like, taller and leaner. She says they're taller and leaner than, like, Lucian and Tam with pitch black, depthless eyes. That in and of itself is creepy AF to me. Like, terrifying. I- yeah, I don't like that. And so what I thought was, okay, this led me to a question. She notes that they don't have masks on, but others did that she saw. So was it everyone in the spring court's, like, realm that has a mask or just those that were part of Camlin's court that have masks? I think it's just his court. Uh, it was the ones that went to the party. Okay, so it was his court. Yeah. Okay, so his court. Yeah. So they might actually still be members of the spring court. We don't know because we do know that, like, fairies come kind of from all over. It's just that the spring court's calamari uh calamari sorry calamari celebration is like world renowned basically because it's the spring court and obviously it's the spring celebration so she notes and i appreciate that she like takes like her mental fortitude is such that she notices like they don't have masks on so she's already thinking like okay they must not be members of the court like what is going on and of course they're fucking creeps and like i unfortunately this this scene brought up like situations that like i'm sure most of us like young women especially can think of where you like walk down the street and had to like go to the other side or like avoid alleys because this is like the reality of like these creeps like they circle her they've got her like further into the woods and like they just like are fucking creeps like she keeps saying like get the fuck out what do you want like get off of me and they're just like yeah you're, you're asking for it like this whole scene was like really troublesome like i did not it made me uncomfortable, like, the whole scene, and that's, like, Moss's writing, obviously, is that good. Um, but, like, she's, she's like, talking about, like, oh, they just want some fire night fun. And, again, you see, this is a good way to show that not all fairies are, um, how do I say it? Like, good. Good, but, like, they, there's, this is a good way to show that there are fairies that still think of humans, like, pre-war, where, like, they're just slaves and, like, playthings. And it, like, sadly, like, you see it. And I thought what was really yeah. fucking creepy is not only do they have these, like, depthless, like, pitch black eyes, the fires didn't even reflect in their eyes. So their eyes aren't even, like, reflected. Like, Ugh. like it's just black. Like, literally, soulless. like, pools of black. Yeah, literally soulless. So I appreciate, though, because we see she has courage. Like, she's still, like, she's burying her teeth at them. She's yelling at them. Um, She's, like, trying to fight them off. And, like, it was kind of sad, though, because... All the other fairies are in, like, almost, like, a trance from the festivity that, like, they don't seem to care what's happening to her. And, like, she even yeah. notices, like, she kind of notices how far away she is, and she's like, oh, shit, like, this is not great. 
And like again, yeah. they they tell her like, "Well, you're a human out on Cal like Calame. What did you expect, right?" Yeah. And like things are about to get bad, and then oh, oh guys, this is like the greatest showman, ladies and gents. This is the moment you've waited for. Ah! But we didn't know. I don't care. I knew it now, and I was fucking counting down the pages. All right. <laughs> we know now. We know now. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, let's go. All right, oh, guys, I'm more amped for this than I was the surreal, so that should tell you something, all right? So, like, sturdy hands grasp her under the shoulder Ugh. before she could even draw her knives out or hit the grass. And I just, I got to that point, and I stopped, and I was like, oh, Reese. And so, again. Baby! Dude, right from the get-go, her first description where she's like, they were strong hands, warm and broad. Already, oh. fuck, fuck me. Just fuck me, Reese. Please, God. And then, oh, and then, oh, I support this thinking. And then, and then you get, there you are. I've been looking for you. Said a deep, <laughs> said a deep sensual male voice. So I'm just going to go ahead and oh. Does that just bring you to chapter 54, Miss and Fury? Dude, that okay. just brings yes. me there. It immediately brings me there. That description, I'm going to go ahead. Please, Reese, fuck me twice. I'm just, I'm oh. counting down. I'm counting down. Oh, I support this. And then, and then. And I love that, like, she hadn't heard the voice before, but at this rate, she's like, he, this has to be better than these creeps, because she keeps her eyes on the three fairies, whereas if I had some strong, broad, and warm hands holding me, and that voice came out, I would have turned around right away. I would have turned around while taking my clothes off, okay? I would have figured it out. And he slips a casual arm around my shoulders, fuck me three times, please, because that also is, like, such a Reese move, where he just, like, is cat, you know what I mean? Not, like, claiming her, because that's not how he rolls, we know that, our boy's a feminist. But, like, you know, just a casual, like, what's up, girl? Like, I got you. You know, like, I love it. I love it. I live for it. And I love the effect it has on the fucking creeps where you, her, their eyes widen and they all paled. And it's because they know this hunk of male is the fucking most powerful high lord ever. She doesn't know it, but they know it. And you see that they know it. And then you uh. get, and then you get, thank you for finding her for me. And they literally just are like, oh. And he's just like, enjoy the right. But he says it with enough bite that even she notices, like, the fairies stiffen and then they scuttle. I love this. They scuttle back to the vampire because they're so fucking scared of him. And I'm just like, fuck him up, Reese. Fuck him up, boy. Fuck him up. And then fuck me. Oh, he does. He does. Oh, oh yeah. I was gonna say, we learned he does. And like, <laughs> she hasn't even turned fully around yet. And she says, his arm, like, she refers to his arm as the shelter of my savior. Oh. She already innately knew that he was, like, her salvation. And, like, not salvation in that, like, she needed him to be better. But, like, he does, like, they, I don't want to sound cheesy. They do complete it. Like, he is her salvation in that, like, he helps her overcome the depression that we see her fall into at the end of this book. Like, he is her salvation in that he, like, leads her to a better life. And it's just, like, she knew that before she even saw him. Like, come on. And, like, especially because she's seen how, like, High Fae act and, like, these creepy fairies. It would have been completely understandable for her to be, like, mate, maybe he scared them off because he's actually worse. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, he might want to do something worse. But, no. He was her savior. She felt faith. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then we get this, where even in the first time I read oh. this book, right oh. when I read this book, as soon as I got to this part, I was like, mm, I don't think Tamlin's going to be around, like, all the time. See, I was more like, I was more like thinking like, what in the hell? Like, she doesn't feel this way about Tamlin. Like, why are we feeling this way about another man? Yeah. So I was definitely I was on Madison's side. Oh no! I instantly was like, hmm, that 
that's a little odd. I wonder who this beautiful hunk of mail is. So she says, standing before me was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. <sighs> I'm fucking swooning. I'm swooning at that point. I'm like, yes. Also, can we just take a moment? Reese heard this thought. We find out later. He heard her say this, like, in her mind. And oh. I'm like, props to him for keeping the self-control, because we know how Reese is. Like, you know he wanted right then and there to be like, tell me more. Why am I so beautiful? Like, tell me yeah. why I'm beautiful. Like, you know he was thinking it. And I just want to kind of keep you guys, like, I'm going to, like, this is kind of like a little tie-in to A Court of Missing Fury, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we get there, obviously. In his speech in Chapter 54 of A Court of Missing Fury, when he's telling her, like, basically his story and how he, like, realized she was his mate, right? He saw her dream, the green hills with unlit bonfires, bonfires, and he knew it was Calamari. He told Amarantha that he wanted to go, quote-unquote, spy on Tamlin and bring back traitors just so she would let him out. Because he just needed, he convinced himself he just needed to see her. And as uh, as Madison alluded to, those fucking fairies got what's coming to him because those are the ones that he, like, broke their minds and made them into the quote-unquote traitors, right? And, like, when he met her, he didn't think, like, she had even seen his dreams. But we know, like, he knew, like, that she was in his dreams, but he never, like, put it together, like, oh, my God, I've been in hers. Like, he didn't even think about that. But, like, we know that he was in hers, and that's amazing. But, like, he's been captive for almost 50 years now. Do you, like, can you imagine, uh, can you imagine how fucking hard this was for him? But, like, also the sense of, like, happiness and peace, because we know in his mind, he just, need, he thought this was a one-time deal, where he just needed to see her. And that was enough for him. And he still, like, he still walked away. Like, he still was like, okay, I can't, I can't just, like, he could have just, like, fucking kidnapped her, like, really, but, like, he knew, like, one, obvious reasons with Amarantha, he couldn't, but, like, he came here to put himself, it's almost like knowing something's gonna break your heart, but it's worth it for you. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever, like, been through that, where you're, like, you know you're gonna regret it, but you're, like, no, like, I need this. Like, that's what happened to, like, the nth degree here. Like, I, oh, I'm, like, tearing up. Oh, so cute. So fucking cute. And, like, he even knew, he admits in A Court of Missing Fury that, like, he knew right then and there, like, that, like, she was his mate. Like, he even knew it and, like, wouldn't just fully, like, confront that feeling. And, like, he's, as soon as he saw her in person, he knew it. And I'm sure Madison will talk about it. But, like, she even calls back to him, like, when he tries to walk away. She calls back to him because the bond wouldn't, like, let her not, like. Oh, you best believe I'm going to mention that. Go, Madison, go. Take it away. I can't stop. Okay, I will admit, I will admit, let me tell you this. Guys, this chapter was hard for me because, you know, I am all about love. I'm all about that mating bond. Yes, yes, yes. But, like, the first half of the chapter is, like, I so support. Then the second half of the chapter, I have to switch gears, and I'm like, no, we're in the first book. We're in the first book. We're in the first book. We have to focus on Tamlin. You literally yeah, have to sadly. go from, like, Reese fuck me to, okay, fine, Tamlin fuck me. Like, yeah, so I, I'm about to get, well, let's just admit, I'm about to get pretty horny here, so here we go. Put some headphones on if you're in public, people. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Reese's description, because the first paragraph is his description, Okay. <clears throat> Everything about the stranger radiated sensual grace and ease. Oh. 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 I say no doubt. 
His short black hair gleamed like a raven's feathers. Wait, can I just say I have a raven tattoo and never have I loved it more? Like, I mean, I just, I just <laughs> noticed that. And from now on, it will be, you know, associated with Reese. Just in case. Here, we're, no, we're just going to catch Madison just like, yes. just like stroking her own wrist every now and then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So offsetting his pale skin and blue eyes so deep, they were violet. Let's talk about this. Literally, Moss's characters always have a unique eye color. Oh, okay. Because you think Manon from Throne of Glass. I mean, like, old, right? And then, like, every family in Throne of Glass has different eye color. And I'm like, ooh. Also, our poor baby boy's pale because he's been under the mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, literally, yep, yep. Setting his pale skin and... Uh, blue eyes so deep they were violet even in the firelight they twinkled with amusement when oh. the hell are they not twinkling with amusement around farah he's always say, fucking laughing she probably thought it was pure amusement and it was some amusement but you know behind that was just pure unadulterated joy like yeah i'm dying i'm dying joy. guys i can't i can't i can't joy it. little side of horniness i got it Okay, so, like, literally, that's our description of our baby boy. Yum. Okay. Mm. So, literally, already next paragraph. I might as well, like, read most of this chapter. Let's be real. Okay. Let's let's just do it. (laughs) So, literally, um, but something about the way he stood with absolute stillness, the night seeming to press in closer around him. Oh, and this is him oh. with diminished power. Diminished, diminished power, and night is circling him. And you know, I kind of think of like Azriel's like shadows. Yeah, you know, and like very similar, similar yeah. you know, looking. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, when he is when they're fucking, and like I want to say it was the second in Mist and Fury. They like the night fully encompassed him. Like they, they. T- yeah, he she talks about how. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Um, so he wasn't wearing a mask, so not from the spring court. Which I don't know how looking at him you could think, ooh, spring court, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Now here we go. Here we go. His voice was a lover's. Pu- her that sent shivers through me caressing every muscle and bone and nerve oh man they're just chatting they ain't even doing anything and she's like (laughs) shivering i mean yeah she kind of gets that way with tam but they're talking about erotic things he's not just like literally like saying you know like what's a mortal woman doing here like it's just like what are you doing and she's like shivering with sex Right? And, like, I love that before, like, they kind of, like, it's, like, for a moment we said nothing, and they just kind of stood face to face, and she says, like, thank you, doesn't seem to cover it, and she's, like, he stood with absolute stillness when the night's pressing in on him. It kind of made her, like, worried, like, oh, what's he gonna do? But we know now he was literally in shock. He was, like, like... He's probably trying not to fuck her in the middle of the field. Like, what she took as, like, danger is literally him going absolutely still. Because I don't think he trusted himself to do anything for a second. He literally mm-hmm. didn't know how to, like, he was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Losing so, my fucking mind. Oh, my God, I know. Oh, believe me. So, literally, the drumming was increasing in tempo, building to a climax I didn't understand. Yeah, that's, like, I mean, that's, like, got to be some sort of symbol, some sort of sign, like. Oh, yeah, it's got oh, yeah. to be something like some sort of foreshadowing. Like 
this is the climax of your fucking life. Yeah, it will I be. tell you. I tell you. I mean, it, we were cut uh we're cut close enough to his body that I could see how magnificent he was as if he'd been molded from night itself. Ugh. Fuck. Oh, oh my god, I just want that body on top of me. Ruining standards, like, ruining girls' standards for guys, like... Since so when much. was this written? Like, <laughs> I know, right? Whenever... I don't know. Ro- Rowan ruining, ruining standards since May 2015? Easily. Easily. Like, what the hell? What the hell? Woo. So... I love that. That's literally just the first page of the chapter, guys. Like, that, all that happened in, like, one little minute, okay? So, like... And this was the first time she met That's what I'm saying. So, my thing is, like, she has this immediate, like, visceral reaction to him. How on earth were we so blinded? Like, we're blinded by, like, the growling of Tam. Like, meanwhile, she's, like, you know, talking about this guy she just fucking met. I know. I'm just gonna say it, guys. Right when he popped up, and she was like, he's the most beautiful man. I was. I was like... See, I'm over here like living the Tamlin growl fest and like not even really thinking about it. And I'm just like, hmm. I'm like, I literally thought like I'm reading this. I'm like, I don't like how she feels about this man. Like, because I was like, no, like, you know, Tam. Get the fuck out. (laughs) So, but anywho, now that I read it, there we go. There we go. So then, um, When it becomes apparent that she's not going to give him the time of day, which I love because, like, you know, she's her own self. Uh, he goes, you're welcome for saving you. Oh, my God. He's always saving her. I love, saving him. I love oh. it. Oh. 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 I love it. I love it. I can't. Um, this is literally the strongest character introduction I've, like, probably ever read, to be honest. Like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's all like, I had never seen anyone that handsome. Warning bells because of it. Yes. Bells that like, you're in the wrong place, honey. You're in the wrong place. Like, the Supreme Court ain't for you. She literally thought they were like warning that he was dangerous. I'm like, no, bitch. They're telling you that you're a dumb fuck in the leaf and go with him. Well, because literally she was like, I was terrified of him, but I wasn't about to let him know. Like no, of course not. Yeah. Of course oh. not. You Why would you do that? Lust with terror. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. Um. So literally, I mean, I love this. I had never seen anyone so handsome. I mean, why are we with Tam? Why are, why are we fucking with yeah, Tam? Seriously. You just saw the most beautiful human being on the planet, and you're like, not only why are we fucking with Tam, but yeah. can you take a moment to appreciate? That Feyre goes through this, meets him, and, like, maybe an hour later, she is able to be like, oh, my God, yes, Tam. Like, that's, like, I would still be thinking, like, who the fuck was that, man? Who was that? Like, I would be, like, hyper-fascinated. Like, fixated, I mean. Hyper-fixated. Well, so then he, like, he tries to leave, right? (laughs) He tries to leave, and then she she brings him back. She brings him back in. So you're not part part of the spring court. He returned to me, every movement exquisite and laced with lethal power. Oh. oh. As we've told, as, as I said before, that, that dangerous kind of like, not violent, but like warrior-like thing. That's my jam. 
that literally becomes- because in chapter 54 in Miss and Fury, she's all, he's all like, you wouldn't let me go. It's like the mating bond was there because it was baby. It was. I know. I'm think crying how- big fat tears. Oh, this is. Didn't he say yeah. how hard it was? No, because too? then, like, then oh. like, wasn't it at the end of Wings and Ruin? Lucian's all like, "How did Reese do it? Like, how did he let his mate go?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 my yeah. God. So anyway, she keeps asking questions, and then literally, the man's eyes glowed with a deadly edge. Oh yeah, honey, a deadly edge of lust because he wants you. Mm. He wants you. Think of how many pages we go from this. Think of how many pages. So we're introduced to Reese until they finally admit their fucking feelings for each other. Oh, it's so long. It's so long. And like when he says that, like with the deadly edge, like his eyes get that deadly edge when she asks why he's why he's there. And like, you know, he like was like, oh, fuck, I can't exactly explain this to you. But then when he says like, because all the monsters have been let out of their cages tonight. So like He's he he's admitting like at this point he does still think of himself as like a villain the monster because that's like the persona he has to yeah. play so that's sad in of itself and also it alludes to the fact that like literally he's her like sex like he's Amaranth's sex slave at this point oh like, oh, it's oh. So and sad. he probably has to like go back and fuck her after he uh, just met his mate how sad he, is that wouldn't he have to because it's uh it's uh doesn't every high lord have to do the great right at this time. No, it's, not- it's a spring court thing. It's just spring court. Okay, okay, we good, we good. Never mind. We never yeah, mind. I think. Well, I think. Now, don't quote me on. No, it's it's only it's only a spring court. But okay. like, we didn't mention Cal and my and when like remember it passed by and yeah. like. Yeah. See, I thought maybe the great right was every court had to do it, but I think they can pick when it is. Like he just doesn't have to. Like he during those 50 years for the night court, it was with her, unfortunately. And then, like, Ugh. he just picks it for probably, like, when he and Pharaoh, you know, were, like, <laughs> or something. Oh, my God, I love I that. don't know, though. Guys, Wait, like, did if, they... Guys, if we're wrong, like, please call us out. We love to be called out. That's why we call each other out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what's so sad? And then he's gone. Oh, no. Oh. oh, baby Reese, you'll be back. So, it's okay. It's okay. But now, let me get, let me get... Let me get back to the good shit, at least in this book, okay? Right, at least back. in this book. We we wet our lips a little bit with Reese. Mm, you know, we, we got we got a little taste, a little taste. But uh, now we now we got to get back to the real shit. Oh, so boring. Oh, back to reality. So here we go. So Lucian finds Farrah and is, like, fucking furious, right? So, like, literally, because Lucian knows, like, Tam wants to fuck the shit out of Farrah. Yeah. Okay, he knows. Lucian and- has a rough go of it. He's like the babysitter of this entire book. His entire role in this book is to keep Feyre from fucking killing herself. Like, well, literally, literally, he's, he's like, like, it's the great right. Cauldron, boil me. Didn't anyone tell you what it is? Who told her? Who fucking told her? I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Tell her anything, which is, he probably like, should have. Now I want to know, one, did Lucian tell Tam, like, hey, Tam, you might want to talk to her about this, and Lucian thought he did? And two, we've seen that Lucian's basically her keeper, so, like, how did he not realize that he probably should mention it? Unless, like, did they expect Alice to tell her? Like, I don't understand. I don't know, but either way, we're talking magic, we're talking maiden, we're talking some coupling. I'm a little wet, guys, I ain't even lying. 
I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. But literally, I mean, it's like from their coupling, magic will be released and spread to the earth. Like, oh man! Imagine, imagine oh. how powerful that orgasm is about to be. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But like, I literally love because then he goes. He's literally like, tonight is not the night of love making. Oh hell! How hot would that be? It's my favorite type of I, night. Uh, like, here's my thing. One killer. <laughs> Two. I'm like really sad we never got this scene. Like, I mean, I really want like I wanted Farah to like just go and and see him and like just do it. Like that would have been a hot ass scene. That yeah. would have been like it, I feel true. like I feel like she could have made it like, you know, close close. Well- to chapter 55 level sex there. Okay, but also, fuck Lucian for mentioning, like, oh, tonight's not the night for lovemaking, and then everybody, and then, like, he even tells her, like, you need to leave because after the Great Rite, like, everybody else gets freaky. And then he looks at her and be like, not you, though, bitch. Cock walking you. Go to your <laughs> Like, everybody else. She hasn't had me. Isaac Hale in a while. Oh, oh God! No, Madison, you can't get mad. You brought him in. I know, him. but I thought we were done with that. You did it. You did it. Okay, whatever. Bottom line is, how fucking hot is that? Yeah. How hot is that? I'm like, I'm I'm there. Okay. Ugh. God. Um, but I love how I need to return before he arrives at the cave. At least try to control him when he smells you and can't find you. Oh. Can you oh. imagine the look and the like the, the, like, physicality of, like, Tam walking to the cave and smelling her oh. and then just, like, trying to, oh. The raw emotion that would probably be on his face. Oh. Uh, okay, it would not just be written on his face. You would see it in his pants. Oh, God, I'd love to see it in his pants. Mm. You know, yeah. You know, you know that dick is beautiful. Oh. I mean, you know Reese's is, but you know his has got to be packing some good shit. With, I was going to say, with all the warrior vibes and shit, like, I hate to say it, but <sighs> Tam does have, like, some big dick energy. It goes away, obviously, but right here, right now, he got some big dick energy. He definitely, especially with the outfit that he wore. <laughs> oh, God, I bet it was, like, cup to perfection. Oh. Okay, anywho, we're moving on. <laughs> Woo! Okay, gotta, gotta fan myself out, guys. I gotta fan yeah, myself exactly. out. Okay. Mm. Okay, so then, obviously, she goes back to her room, but she ain't staying there because when does she ever stay anywhere she's told? Okay, hungry. But here's my thing. She comes up on Tamlin. This is after the right, right? You know, he's already, he's fucked around. And he literally (laughs) says, all he says is going somewhere. Never have those two words ever been so fucking sexy. Because you know he's all he's got all this like pent up sexual tension, even though he already went and fucked that fairy, right? He's he's it's still going. It's still going. Okay. Also, she replies with midnight snack, and I was like, girl, you about to be a snack. You about to be a snack. I literally says like the smudges of the paint. I knew exactly where he'd been touched. Oh. 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 Hot damn. Hot damn. So then, I love this. I smelled you. Yo, pheromones. Pheromones just rolling off the body, man. Uh, I mean, God, I'm even more wet. Like, where's my vibrator when I need one kind of thing? Uh, Also, no, what got me was when she's like, he reeked of magic. When I looked into his eyes, remnants of power flickered there. No kindness, 
Ooh. No wiry humor or anything. The Tam I knew was gone. I was like, yeah, but he's been replaced for with like a sex king right now. Well, let me just tell you, page one ninety six is Tamlin the sex god. That is what I've now named it. Okay, like literally, I searched for you and you weren't there. Oh, oh, okay. Not, not to oh, you again. drove me yeah. mad. Oh, you drove God. me. He growled, and the sound trembled down my neck along my breast until they ached. Oh, I would love for a man to growl at me like that. Hello, hello. I searched Ooh, for you, yeah. and when and you weren't there. When I didn't find you, it made me pick another. But now he's like so close to her, he, bringing his face closer to mine until we shared breath. Oh, oh! Pound me into the wall, Tamlin! Pound me into the wall! Can you guys just? Can you guys just? <laughs> Not to break the sexy mood, but can you imagine that happening where he smells her and he keeps trying to look for it? And Lucian just like trying to grab him and like, hey man, hey man, no, pick another, pick another. Look at this one, look at this one. Oh my god, wait, that's hilarious. Oh, I wish we could have gotten Tam's point of view from that. But anywho, um, but here's 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 this hoe. Okay, let me just. This is where I think I think it's a little wrong. Uh, she asked me not to be gentle with her either. He snarled, his teeth bright in the moonlight. He brought his lips to my ear. I would have been gentle with you, though. Oh, hell no, you wouldn't have. No, 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 no. No, you don't get your, like, mm. dream girl on Callan May where you have to have a hard fuck and you're going to be gentle with her. Mm-mm. And honestly, after all the slow burn... Yeah, that's not happening. Like, no. no. Uh-uh. Who the fuck would? She hey, goes, no. Uh, tell me about it. She goes, I shuddered as I closed my eyes. Every inch of my body went taut as his words echoed through Oof. me. Oh, my God. And here we go. Here's where it. Tam, the sex god, comes out. <laughs> I would have had you moaning my name throughout it all. And I would have taken a very, very long time, Farah. moment Ooh. like i'm gonna have to go change my panties let me she tell you literally has to hold on to the wall to stay standing oh yeah oh oh yeah um he said my name like a caress and his hot breath tickled my ear my back arched slightly yo oh oh my gosh i'm telling you page 196 is tam at his best um so literally here we go this is where i think it's so sexy and I don't care what anyone says. Yes, he's a growly man. This is not feminist. I don't give two fine fucks. I'm here for the sex scene and the love. Anyway, he ripped his claws free from the wall, and my knees buckled as he let go. Oh, oh. Grasp in the wall. Um, he, he still smiled. Smiled like an animal. Huh. Here we go. Then, of course, she's got to throw in some sass because... I love it. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be slow burn of without course. it. Of course. Why should I want someone's leftovers? <laughs> of course. Of course. Whatever. Oh, I love it. Whatever. She went to push him, and he grabbed my hands again and bit my neck. <gasps> oh. I cried out as his teeth clamped onto the tender spot where my neck met my shoulder. Okay. 
I don't know the functionality or the reality of this, but I want it. I want it. I want Superman to just take his canines and just like scrape down my neck. And like, I want it. I want it. And I would have her reaction to where she's like, I should hate him. I hate him for this. But like, she's also like, but I'm all for it. Like, oh, that, that conflict right there just drives you even crazier. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody knows it. You know it. Uh, literally, I couldn't move, couldn't think, and my world narrowed to the feeling of his lips and teeth against my skin. Oh, Guys, my gosh. I want that. I want that. I need that. So uh, he didn't pierce my flesh, but rather bit to keep me pinned. Oh, man. I don't give a shit what BDSM bondage vibes you're getting, but I need it. That right there, like, I was feeling it, don't get me wrong, but when I got to the point where it was, like, so he could, like, keep her pinned, so they're like, uh oh, uh. Mm. Mm. The push of his body against mine and the hard and the soft made me see red, see lightning, made me grind my hips against his. Okay, this is where I think Moss should have inserted a comment about length of dick. I think, I think yeah. this would have been a great part. Yes. You know, she's grinding her hips. She's got to feel the hard on, man. You know he's still hard. Yeah. Ugh. Um, But literally, like, okay, yeah. He just had sex with someone else. Okay, I get that. I, I get that, like, I understand it. But I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. I know yes. Tam is controlling and an asshole. And say what you want about his personality. Yes, you know, women's rights and all, but like all those things. Wow. It's still feminist if you just admit that you want this and like you still are in like she's still like, you know, you still have the control to pick it. So it's fine. It's fine. He's just so hot. Oh, he's so hot. Um ooh, okay. Uh his bite lightened and his tongue caressed the place his teeth had been. Yes. I want that. I want that in my life. Okay. Um so literally, he didn't move. He just remained in that spot, kissing my neck. Oh, intentionally, territorially, lazily. Tam, baby, you really working it. You working it tonight. You working it. Oh, man. So literally, he's all, he has to jerk himself away. He has to force himself to remove himself from the position. And it's like, don't ever disobey me again. Well, also before that, she goes, he pounded me between right? my legs. And like, like oh. against every aching spot. This is where I spot. need a like, dick oh. reference. And that also, that's what to me, like, it shows like he did have like a good level of control and a little bit of respect. And that like, as soon as that moan like slipped past his lip, her lips, I think that was him being like, okay, if I'm going to fuck her, I don't want it to be when I'm like half drunk on like magic. Like, cause he steps away. But of course, yeah. you know, the don't dis- disobey me again. I was like, see, in the moment, still kind of feeling it because of the, you know, the, the whole situation. But like going back, you're like, hmm, that's kind of an orange flag in retrospect. It really is. He's such a controlling <laughs> asshole, but whatever. Um, but, you know, she does respond, though. She's all like, don't tell me what to do. Love it. Oh, my God. But here's what I don't agree with. Then she's like, and don't bite me like some enraged beast. No, hell no. Bite me. Bite the shit out of me. Leave some teeth marks here, baby. Oh, he does. I love this. I love this. Okay, oh. Um, I wanted his mouth and teeth and tongue on my bare skin. Like, after she already said, like, you know, go away, pretty much. Um, I was drowning in need. I wanted him everywhere. Oh, honey, I do, too. I do, too. 
Um, so literally, he growled once, low and frustrated and vicious, before prowling away. Like, let me tell you, that's sexy as hell. Like, yeah. I, I, I can use a little bit of that domination, like, in bed. Like, I'm about that. I'm about that. Like, growl at me, baby. There's something, like, intoxicating about, like, knowing when you have that level of, like, control over, like, Ugh. your significant Ugh. other, like, man, woman, whatever, girl. Like, when you have that control mm. over the person that you want to fuck, yeah. it's like, a, oh, my God, it's, it's a feeling, man. I love it. Oh, okay. Oh, These okay. chapters really gave up. Woo! We're finally getting into some meat of this, because I feel like leading up to this, we were really just, like, it was slow going, but now... Now we're getting into it. Now we're getting into it. And, like, we get to meet Reese. And mm-hmm. then we get to finally meet Tamlin the sex god. Oh, thank God. Well, I've really been yeah, missing seriously. that. So, like, thank God. Um, Dude, for real. But, anywho. Okay, so, next week, we're feeling some good shit. But, until then, what are we reading? Okay, so, let me just tell you. So, since we're in the, you know... You know, I love I love my mating bonds. Okay, I I sent I sent a picture of this book. Like, guys, you got to look up the cover because I sent a picture of this cover. Oh my god, Caitlin and Blake. <laughs> yeah, so I'm reading. This is kind of like an indie author. Now I don't know much about her, so like this is new. I'm just starting it, so I have very few opinions. But let me just tell you, let me just tell you what the front says. So literally on the cover, next to a deliciously half naked sexy man. She's met her mate, and he's met his match. And I'm like, oh, mates. So it's called Bound to You by Alyssa Brandon. And I think, I think it's werewolves, which I can totally get behind. Okay, okay, okay. I think, I don't know a lot. Um, So, like, I'll keep you guys posted, but this is a pretty, pretty, pretty sexy-ass looking cover, let me tell you. So look it up. I feel the need. And I meant to say it earlier when Madison was in her chapter. I just want you guys to know. You guys know that we take note. Like, we do a Google Doc and we kind of talk about it before we start recording. Um, <laughs> Caitlin and I noticed when Madison was, like, kind of going over her notes before we started recording. She reminded us of someone as she was, like, randomly reading things out. And I don't know about you guys. <laughs> for tonight on Instagram. But if you guys have seen 10 Things I Hate About You. Um... I don't know her name, but the guidance counselor, if you know, you know. Like, okay, our 90s babies definitely know. When, um, she kind of has a tendency to be writing romantic scenes as students are in her uh, office. Uh, Pulsy member, uh, let's see, like, lictor lips, those types of things. I kid you not, guys. Kay and I are trying to, you know, go over, like, what we're going to talk about. And this that's all we keep hearing from Madison is these little snippets. And I swear <laughs> to God, we were in tears because I was like, guys, does she not remind you of the guidance counselor? And we literally, I'm sorry, I just had to let you guys know. It was, like, a five-minute, like, oh just, my like, god, laughing fest. And, like, Madison's saying, oh, my God. But, Madison, were we wrong? Were we wrong? No, you weren't <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so, anyways, okay, sorry. Um, so I had to take a break. I finished the second book, um, Hunting Prince Dracula in the Stalking Jack the Ripper series, and I loved it, but I got sad, like, creatively sad, because there's only four books in the series, and I read- That's too many. Oh, shut up, Caitlin, you go to hell. <laughs> so I finished the second- Commitment book. issues. So I finished the second one, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta start escaping Houdini, and then I was like, no, because I'm already halfway through, so I took a step back, so I'm finally reading, uh, Caravelle. 
Which some one of us had to, like right. one of us. Had to. Yeah. And well, and I've heard such great things, and I'm like a hundred, maybe a little bit more than a hundred pages in, and I I am loving it. Like the 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 images of Caravelle itself, and like the magic and like illusions. It's really it's really cool. Like it's it's giving me like strong like illusionist, like almost like greatest showman vibes. Like, Is there also. any like love? Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There, there, okay. There's love. You're good. Keep me posted on the happy. I almost. I almost bought that the other day, and then I decided. Well, to fun it. fact uh, for anybody: I hope Barnes and Noble does this like store like across the stores because ours Barnes and Noble right now has Caravelle as like one of they're doing like a buy one get one free special on a uh, paper. Oh, but it's not all obviously. It's like on a table, and Caravelle is on there. There's honestly like Caravelle's on there, Cinder's on there, the Red Queen, which I mean. If you want to oh, go cool ahead, the Prince is on there, I think. Yeah, the Cool Prince is on there. Um, Renegade. Which uh, you told me, you guys told me I need to read that one, right? Oh, oh God, yeah. you, you would love that one. There's so much okay. tension. I mean, it is not, okay. it is not a fantasy fairy tale love at all. No, it, yeah, it's like some hate. I love it. Um, perfect. Well, anyway, okay. yeah, Caitlin, <laughs> what are you reading? I'm sure it's cool. Whatever. You guys are gonna hate it so much. You say oh. that every time. Because I know, but you definitely are. What is it? Um, so it was, it's called a book called Fair Play. It's nonfiction. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, I'm done. Yeah, it's pretty much um, about this author who actually was a spy, and then he gives you these situations. What the fuck is with the spy shit? I don't know. Like Caitlin, do you need to tell us something? Are you trying to tell us you're a spy? Like, <laughs> no. Twice? Hey, that'd be pretty. Cool. No. That would be dope. I I grew up in DC. I know this stuff is like really interesting, but Are it it just gives you different sin- Oh my god, no. I bet she does. Oh. oh my god! Right? She literally was like, "I know. I grew up in DC." I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait you know, know what?" Okay, I love that. Whatever. No. <laughs> Um, but it gives you different scenarios, like real life scenarios and ask you what you would do. And then the professor interviewed like multiple different people Uh on the different types of situations and how they would handle it. And it's like a range between anywhere between teachers to students he has to actual CIA agents to FBI agents. Um, and it's just super interesting on like the different thought processes and like the reactions that you have to get. So like it's psychology based, like psychology based. Okay. Okay. Really cool. okay, I'm done with that. So, <laughs> so Stop guys, it. you know, obviously hit us up on our social media, uh, subscribe, review, definitely follow our Instagram. We try and keep um, updated posts. We're on there all the time. So message us. Um, we're at ACOTAR podcast. Um, and yes. we got it for the first time in three weeks. Yes. Okay, yeah, anyway. you, yeah, if you guys have been listening long, that's been a, that's been a hard, hard time. Uh, I wrote it down, guys. So we're good. <laughs> Um, oh my god, I'm so happy Madison got that. Yes! Okay, fuck on. Yeah, I was gonna say, as, um, as I started the episode, happy 4th of July weekend, guys. Um, we're obviously recording this, like, before the holiday, because, um, all of us have various plans that involve getting blackout drunk. Um, so, well, okay, two of the three of us, one of us can't, but, oh wait, that makes it sound like, but you're not, she's not pregnant. She's not pregnant, guys. That's not what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make that clear. Have a happy 4th of July. Stay safe. Party hard. But um, as always, guys, cheers to our high fave A's. Bye.